Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell, episode 412 of my podcast right here on the Talk Shoe Network, the home of Intelligent Rambling. I'm your host, Russ Hale. Got a terrific show lined up for you today as we travel the globe, sort of, and go uh, to worlds beyond. Going to start things off with a brand new movie, courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney and Touchstone Home Video. It is The 100-Foot Journey, where two restaurants... Uh, have a, a culture clash, if you will, in lovely Paris. And we keep in Paris this time with another new movie from the great from the great folks this time at Sony Home Video. It is Sony Sony Pictures Classics. It's a brand new movie from the mind of Woody Allen. It is Magic in the Moonlight, where a stage magician must prove a uh, prove that a psychic is fake so we have a uh, a mixing of mysticisms in this then we go with the mystery of magic to the mystery under the dome where we return back to chester's mills for under the dome the complete second season on blu-ray courtesy of the great folks at paramount home video where once where where paranoia and um confinement run Supreme. Then we go from the mysteries of the dome to the mysteries of the universe with another terrific book from the great folks at DK Publishing. This time it is Doctor Who, the visual dictionary updated and expanded courtesy of DK Publishing. That's all right here on Ramble with Russell. So we're going to take a little musical interlude right up to the first review of the show. First Blu-ray movie review for this episode is The 100-Foot Journey, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Video. And of course, this is brought out by Touchstone Video, which is the, the more adult branch of Disney. And this concerns a a, 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 this is a, a family kind of restaurant-y tale. A, a family from the East, Middle East, the Kadan family, moves from, from India to France, where they open a restaurant directly across the road from a, a hoity-toity uh, you know, Michelin-starred eatery run by Helen Mirren. So we have we have quite the the culture clash in this particular movie. Now I was, uh, you know, I, I I chose this movie because I've always liked Helen Mirren. She's a really good classically trained actress, and she is Madame Mallory, Madame Mallory in this in this story, and and it fall and the the the, the Family in question is the Kadam family. They they have they have fleed India because of persecution, and they're trying to start 
a new life in Europe. So they pick Paris, France, as, as their starting point. I have to say that the setting in this movie is gorgeous. This is one of these movies that looks really good on Blu-ray because the Paris countryside and the, and the Paris location is really looks really good on the story um, in this in this movie the your main kind of i guess other other well, the other mains in this is the character of hassan played by manish dayal he is he is, he is the chef of the family and and he's he's kind of trying to you know make his way in the world you also have his love interest in here played by charlotte uh, lebon Le uh, who is Marguerite. She works at Madame Mallory's restaurant, but there's a connection between her and Hassan kind of right away, and, and that really plays plays a part in it. You also have uh, uh, Hassan's father in this one, who is is just... He is he's quite the character, and his, his, his relationship to the Helen Mirren character is is really kind of funny in, in, in the novel. In, in the story. So, so this, this really is kind of, um, you know, an underdog kind of trying to triumph in here. Because when, when, when the Cadans open up their restaurant right across from Madame Mallory, she doesn't want the competition. She writes them off at first thinking, oh, they're nothing. But as they start to bring in crowds, there's kind of a war between her and Hassan's father, and 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 their relationship, Hassan's father and and Madame Mallory's is has goes for a really interesting kind of growth in this novel. Where they start off as bitter rivals, and you know, in every freaking movie, when they start off as bitter rivals, you know that that's going to lead to a friendship, and it and it does in this particular story. This is a nice heartwarming story. I know in this show I talk a lot of sci-fi and, and zombies and stuff, but occasionally, you know, I, I don't mind a, a good drama drama, and this one is is really well done. And and for for uh, visuals alone, it's just a beautiful looking movie. Some of the colors and the schemes in this are just absolutely gorgeous. And Helen Mirren is is great in this movie. She's one of those just classically trained British actresses I just like to watch in movies. Uh, for extras, you you do get um, you do get a a featurette with Steven Spielberg and Oprah. This is the first movie that Steven Spielberg and Oprah have worked together since The Color Purple. So so this is you know a huge gap between movies. So Oprah helped produce this, and and so you have a nice featurette where Spielberg and Oprah are talking about working together again and how they're trying to find the right project, all that kind of stuff. You have uh, the recipe, the ingredients. This is, you know, a, a nice behind-the-scenes look at the actual making of it. You get on the set uh, with Oprah Winfrey, a nice feature. Where Oprah actually went to Paris, and she can afford it, to uh, be on the set. And then you have coconut chicken, and and um, and you get to see a featurette on how to actually make the dish that's in the movie. So overall, it, it's, it's really... Nice kind of family friendly movie, and and it it's nice to see. Uh, it's really a movie. I'm going to say, and perseverance, perseverance, and that if you believe in yourself, you really, you know, don't give up that hope. You can get somewhere. And Hassan himself, character goes from a humble chef, and and he really gets his his rise to fame in this movie is nothing short of miraculous. He goes from, you know, this guy who gets 
the star to the star rating to just a superstar. And and this Michelin rating is true. I looked this up. You can look this up yourself. It says a true rating in Paris. It's like a, a worldwide restaurant rating. And if, if you get these stars, and Gordon Ramsay even cried when he lost a Michelin star, uh, this really means that you you are you are the you are the master chef. You are the El Supremo Grando. Overall, uh, a, a a nice heartwarming tale. And 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 just beautifully shot, and and just to watch it alone, it's just a gorgeous Paris countryside. So that is my take of the hundred foot journey on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Video.
second Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Magic in the Moonlight. Courtesy of the great folks at Sony Home Video. Now, this is brought out by Sony Classic Pictures and is a movie directed by Woody Allen. And if you don't know who Woody Allen is, sheesh, you really got to check on your movie history. It, this is a rom-com, but it's it's a British rom-com where an Englishman is, is played by Colin Firth is brought in to debunk, to unmask a, a clairvoyant played by Emma Stone. And 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 of course, personal professional complications ensue, and that that definitely does happen. Now, this is the first movie I've seen Emma Stone uh, from since 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 her amazing Spider-Man performance. So it was kind of neat to see her, you know, in in something a little bit different. And she really, I, I kind of like her better in 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 this movie than I did in actually Spider-Man. She she makes she has this kind of innocence about her character and and this charm and she looks good as a redhead uh, I I have to admit. Colin Firth in here plays Stanley. He he is a stage magician who gets recruited by a friend of his to say he says listen I know you debunk psychics all the time. There's this clairvoyant you really got to meet. I can't figure out. You got to come and figure her out. Because I can't do it. So, so Stanley, being the you know the, the 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 constant skeptic that he is, and you realize as the movie goes on, you realize why he kind of feels that way. He goes to the the, the lovely Paris countryside uh, to, to try to debunk this American uh, clairvoyant, and and it really is um, a fun little story. It, it's it's a typical Woody Allen movie where you have really kind of quirky dialogue. And the characters there, and you have random kind of that kind of uh, period set in place. This is a period piece. This is set back in 1928, so it's just after World War One, in between World War One and Two. So, so you have a lot of that fashions from there. It really, just like with the first movie I talked about on this show, it really is a gorgeous looking movie. It really highlights the Paris countryside, and it really is good on Blu-ray. This is one of these movies. You really want to show off just for the the colors and and the high def alone. This is a really gorgeous looking movie, and and this and it's funny to see how the relationship develops between Stanley and Sophia, because at first he's like, oh, I'm you know I'm here out to prove that you're a fake, and and I, and I, you know, and 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 as 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 the movie progresses, he realizes he's starting to think, well, maybe she isn't the fake, and in in his whole attitude, his whole pessimistic attitude starts to change because of her influence and it's very uh it's it's another funny really kind of funny quirky woody allen movie and and it works uh, I, I like the mu- music in it it has a nice soundtrack to it and it really kind of sets the 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 time period as well it really works in in that kind of instance there isn't much for extras in this one you do get a behind the magic a little featurette and on the red carpet uh the los angeles film premiere no audio commentary no not really big behind the scenes it's kind of light on that but you know if you're just looking for uh a nice you know kind of i guess british kind of romantic comedy sort of thing this is this is fine uh, i said i said i liked emma better in this movie than as gwen stacy i felt as gwen stacy amazing spider-man movies she was kind of wooden and and i just really couldn't get into her character but i find her performance in this one a lot more likable and a lot more interesting if you will 
So that is my take of Magic in the Moonlight on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Sony Home Video. show on blu-ray review for this episode is under the dome the complete second season courtesy of paramount home video now of course this season kicks off you know right at right at the events of the big cliffhanger of season one and this is again the the, the stephen king loosely adapted from his book so so you have you know uh, the, the resolution for the cliffhanger is resolved pretty quickly and this is a very interesting season of Under the Dome. As I talked about season one, I went into the show going like, you know, I really love the book, but I kept hearing that, you know, that they're making it, the, the book and the TV show are not going to be the same. And, and and as I grew to watch season one, I got, oh, right. I kind of accept that this reality is this reality. And the one lesson, one of the lessons I learned from season one is that no character is safe. And, but that's typical in any kind of Stephen King, just because you think a character is really cool. Uh, it's not. And and the, the start of this second season, man, do they prove that as one of the main characters in season one, she's gone at the start of season two. And season two really kind of brings 
a lot of new characters into the fold uh, for the story. There's some that, that, that did exist in the novels, and there's some that they just bring out brand new for season two. So we have a very interesting kind of partner. Season one what was essentially the, oh crap, we're under a dome, how do we get out? Season two is, oh crap, we're under the dome, but and here's here's more ways to get out. And there's there's a lot more kind of mystery, kind of um, suspense in this one. Jim Rennie's character, Big Jim, he, he in the first season, he's pretty much a bastard, and you really don't have much sympathy for him. Season two, I, they do a really good job of, of kind of, uh, you know, for the most part of this 13-episode s- season, you're going like, well, maybe Big Jim isn't so bad. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's had a turnaround. He's had such a big epiphany that maybe he's not going to be, you know, this stone-cold killer that we saw in it in season one. Well, not to spoil things, but ugh, that that he, he, you know, he kind of has a bit of a turnaround. But by the end of the season, yeah, he he's still pretty much... You know he'll he'll do what he had to do, and and the hero complex that he kind of showed in season one it really kicks into bore in season two. Like you know I'm the one the dome is telling me that I am the one that's going to save this town and save everybody, and 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 he's he's really convinced of that, and he will do whatever it takes to do that. The mystery of the egg is explored a little more in in season two. Uh, I said we have a, a bump of new uh, characters come in. We, we we find out the mystery behind Jim Rennie's uh, ex-wife Pauline, and and maybe she isn't as dead as they thought she was in in season one. You also have some new characters come in with Meek um, Ming Pauline's brother Sam, uh, a, a new scientist teacher Rebecca comes into play as well. There's also a mystery girl who shows up uh, midway through season, which has a very interesting connection to the dome. So she's introduced. A lot of new characters kind of come into play, and 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 there are characters that that just don't make it through this second season, and then, you know they they are they won't be seen a season three. Just like with season one, there is a major cliffhanger at the end of season two where you're going, I don't know, what's the the fate of some characters? And a good chunk of the town is yet to be determined uh, at the end of season two. It, they bring you to this really big point. And you're like, okay, I, I you know, uh, you better hope there's a season three because if they cancel the show and there's a season three, that is a huge cliffhanger to leave it at. Also, throughout season two, we get a lot of other developments. The development uh, between Dale, Barbie, Barbara, and Julia Shumway, that relationship goes through some evolutions because Sam comes in and has a bit of a wedge between Julia and Barbie, also Joe and Nori. Um, uh, as, as close as they got in season one, There, there's a bit of a wedge between them as this new mystery girl comes on the scene and she kind of stirs things up between Joe and Nori. Also, what I found interesting in season two, and, and hopefully I, I, they didn't really address this in the extras, I don't know why, one of the, the one of Nori's mothers, she she is wow, absent for a good chunk of, of, of the second season. She's gone pretty much for all of it until near the end, and it's, I don't know if the writer said, we just don't know what to do with this character, so we're just gonna shove her away 
in town and we're not going to really deal with her until like the very end of this season. And I, I feel kind of feel pity for the actress. She was a fair, you know, a good part of season one and two. She's really barely in it. And, and I'm hoping, you know, maybe that in season three, they'll give her more of a part, but yeah, she was barely there for season two. Uh, overall, good performances by everybody. Dean Norris is great as Big Jim. He really has that, 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 that kind of. You just don't know where the hell this guy's brain is going. Kind of feel to it. They, they, they do explore. There's a lot of new stuff they do in in season two to kind of prove to people that yeah, yeah, this we're gonna go in so many directions that are not in the novel. You know, just because you think you know the source of the dome, don't assume that it is this. It it could be anything. So there's a lot of mystery behind it. For extras as well in the second season, they, they, they once again just load this thing up. Now, mind you, most of the extras are on disc one and disc four. There are some deleted scenes on and through the other the other two discs. You get just, and I'm talking a buttload of extras with this season two. You get another featurette on Inside Chester's Dome. Reading, you get readings from the Dome, filming the season premiere, more Stephen King and and season two, or more more another featurette Stephen King talking about the second season. You get a welcome back to Chester Mills, a journey through season two, uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, transmedia under the Dome, the visual effects of season two, and some of them. For for a TV show, I'm still impressed by by the the budget of a TV show and what they can do. It just blows me away. Ready for action. They also um, highlight in this one the, the the paintings in season two, which which were were done. They get a spotlight on how how they were done. And of course, you get gag reel and deleted scenes and and the packaging for season two. And they've done the same thing as they did in one. It has the top part that slides out, and you have the the shape of the dome in it and once again i'm gonna suggest you get yourself an elastic band to go over the top of it so that your your top part doesn't fly right out so the packaging is cool they're they're being consistent with it it just you know you just need an elastic band just to kind of keep it in but it is cool and it does make that kind of set stand out in in your video case Overall, I like the direction they're going with season two. There's a lot of character development. There's a lot of twists and turns. There's a lot of, you know, I said characters that make very hasty exits in this. <laughs> and very quick exits in season two. And still has you guessing, you know, what the source is, how they're going to take it down. And, 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 and who will truly be the savior of Chester Mills? And 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 in the people itself. Also, even even more so in this second season, you can really tell that the creators of Lost, some people from Lost, have kind of carried over into into this show because there's one point where there's there's a portal, and it, it's very much a very kind of Lost feel where we will tell you, we'll show you stuff, but you you gotta wait for later before you get any answers. So that is my take of Under the Dome Season 2 on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Video.
My book review for this episode is Doctor Who, the Visual Dictionary, updated and expanded, courtesy of the great folks at DK Publishing. Now, uh, you know, all, all you ramblers out there know I, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. So when I saw this on the schedule, I thought, yeah, I need to talk, check out this book for you, my loyal listenership. This is a very interesting book. This, this book covers the, the Doctor Who universe kind of from... The, the reboot in 2005 onwards. And in and, and the, and the pages in this book, it goes through the, the character of the Doctor and it, it's updated right up until the end of Season 8. So you really get caught up with the Series 8. Covers the, the, the character of the Doctor, the previous incarnations, although they only touch on that briefly, the, the, the various companions and enemies he's faced, the TARDIS itself... They give you an exploded view of a Dalek, Dalek ship, and they talk about almost every character, every companion that the Doctor has faced since he came back in 2005. So this is very much, if this is like the ultimate guide if you want to get caught up with Doctor Who since it came back. Now keep in mind, if you're a classic Whovian and you really like the old stuff, that there's not a lot for you there. This really kind of covers everything from when he first came back. You, you, you know, there are characters from Classic Who that get touched on, but these are only characters that came back in the new series like Sarah Jane Smith and K-9. And one of the entries there, and I don't mean to nitpick about this, but they have a nice entry here. As usual with any DK book, you get tons of pictures and facts. The one thing I'm going to nitpick about when it comes to the canine entry, is it's pretty cool. It talks about canine and how he's previously, you know, the, the mark he was and how he's, you know, one version was owned by Leela, which is true. 
but they, they kind of brush over it, and I don't know why they don't mention and then maybe this is my inner geek showing they, they don't mention that one model of K9 uh, you know went off with Romana uh, to eSpace and and so one version of him uh, uh, I guess that would be Mark two uh, is went with Romana and they, they don't even mention that they, they mention you know Mark three what went with Sarah Jane and then what happened and then that, that one got blown up and there was a Mark four but they did this gloss over that one and I thought that's a weird omission that this this guide is really good in talking about a lot of things but they they just kind of forget about that and I don't know who was in charge of that entry but that kind of needs to be fixed that that's just me other people may notice that I do. Uh, overall, this is a, a great book. Other than that little entry, the, the cover on this, this cover of this book has to be the coolest cover I've gotten for a book in quite some time. I've always been impressed with the raised covers, but the, out of all the books I've gotten from DK recently, this is one of the coolest because it's a 3D cover. And I didn't notice this when I saw it in the catalog, but when you get this, you'll notice that. It has, of course, the 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi on it. And if you tilt it, the image of him fades to him, to to the TARDIS, to him, to the TARDIS doors. And and the cyber head, that eyes light up. And it really is one of the coolest covers I've ever gotten on a book from DK. I wish all covers were like this. It's 3D, and it's got that motiony thingy on it. And that is really cool. So overall, I mean, if you're a fan of, of the new series, this is the ultimate catch-up guide, really. <laughs> if you were saying, you know, I want to get caught up on the history of Who since it came back in 2005, but I don't have time to watch all eight seasons of the show, you know, then you can. Or if you're watching something and you're going like, oh, geez, I know that character, but I want a point of reference. Then, then, then that's there. The, there are some things. It, it is up to date, but it isn't. Uh, the, the, there are some things that happen near the end of series eight that they don't mention in this book. I don't know if they're trying to avoid spoilers or something or whatever. So it is a near complete guide up into eight. It, it, it actually is amazes me the, the characters and monsters that they do cover. In this, like the, the the thoroughness of it is really good on one end, but then there's little omissions here and there, little factoids that maybe they couldn't put in because of you know publishing deadlines and all that. I understand, but other than that, it it is a really cool visual dictionary, and and definitely something for any Whovian you have out there, um, especially if they fall in love with the new series. And and there's a great little fold out thing in the middle of the TARDIS, which is really cool. And, and just tons of facts in there, I you know, even I didn't know. So so that is my take of Doctor Who, the visual dictionary updated and expanded with 32 extra pages that they didn't have before, courtesy of the great folks at DK Publishing. Well, 
Well, that's going to wrap things up for this episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Got a lot of good stuff coming up to you in the very near future, especially from the good folks at DK Publishing. As always, you can get in touch with me with a number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm Rambling Russ on Twitter. R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me and I tweet you back. I appreciate any followers I get on Twitter. As you notice, I have been trying to be a little more Twitter active. I'm putting um, cover art of the various books I get from DK. So if you're curious to see the, the book cover to what I review, check out my Twitter page and my Facebook page. I'm putting cover art on there. Then there's some gorgeous covers for these books. Uh, as I said, you check me out on Facebook. I just type in Ramble Russell on the Facebook page. I'm going working on more and updating that page. And any likes, I appreciate. You can also check out all my old pod, all my older podcasts that are still on Libsyn at HTTP full colon backslash backslash ramblingrust.libsyn.libsyn.com. That is my original home of the internet where I have all my shows from August of of 2013 backwards still there all the new stuff of course forwards is still on talk show and hopefully i will return to libsyn sometime in the not too distant future but for now it's still there for you to check out and also check out my my podcast on itunes i'm in the itunes store in a podcast so check me out there coming up in future shows man as i said i got some really good stuff coming up uh, I got some really fun horror releases from the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Video, including Housebound, Bad Turn Worse, Alice Kills, Desecrated, uh, some horror releases there, and a very interesting movie from um, from Anchor Bay as well called uh, The the Color of Time, starring Bruce Campbell as well. So uh, some interesting releases coming from Anchor Bay. And uh, speaking of DK, uh, coming up in a future episode, maybe next week's episode, another great book from DK. This time we're going The Avengers, when it's The Avengers, the ultimate guide to Earth's mightiest heroes. So a really cool hardback. I'll be checking out for you from the great folks at DK. Also, some really other good stuff from DK coming as well. Some more Doctor Who and some more Avengers-related stuff in the near future. So keep listening and I'm going to give you as much stuff as I can right here on the show. Video game wise, uh, you'll have reviews coming up soon of Escape Dead Island and Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, both for the PS3 and courtesy of GameAccess.ca. And keep in mind that there's some big stuff coming for me later this month in Game Access. Uh, It's getting closer to happening and uh, I'll let you know as soon as I know when that stuff is going to be officially up on the website. That that uh, is coming in the near future. So we've got a lot of big things coming up in the new year right here on Ramble with Russell. So keep listening, and we'll catch you next time right here on the show. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.